Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I am George Roach, the Executive Director of Lion International Civil Liberties Association. We have an incredible show for you today uh, with my co-producer, Doug McKenty. On Behind the Line, the Facts and the Fiction. And we are certainly honoured to have uh, a wonderfully outspoken doctor in our world, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. As an osteopathic medical doctor, board certified, written all kinds of books. If you haven't heard anything from her, then you don't have a computer. Very simple. <laughs> that one and listen up. You're going to need to know what we're going to talk to you about today. Now, back uh, somewhere recently, CBC posted a video of myself. It was a hit done on the movement. Dr. Tenpenny, of course, was one of the stars of the show. I opened up at 12 seconds and I made clear what the aims were of our government, that they are distracting us with this virus so they can usher in the new world order. That is fluent English and absolutely the truth. Dr. Tenpenny, this hit was unbelievable. And in it, you said, this V is going to be all risk, no benefit. Now let's break that down. Welcome to the show behind the line, the facts and the fiction. Thank you so much. Um, I guess I spoke the truth then as much as I speak the truth now. It's all risk and no benefit. <laughs> I, I wouldn't waver that and change one, one word of that sentence. All risk and no benefit. Okay. There's been all kinds of developments currently in the media. We are getting reports left, right, and center about the effect, the side effects, the feeling effects. People just aren't sure what's going on in Ontario. We had, what is the name of that vaccine that just got canceled, Doug, from all the side effects? Do we have that? Uh, yeah. Rexia? Yeah. AstraZeneca. Rexia? Yeah. AstraZeneca. Yeah. 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 We're seeing all kinds of reports on that. Doug, go ahead. Uh, you've got some information there that you want uh, Dr. Tenpenny to break down. Get it. Well, Dr. Tenpenny, I just wanted to uh, kick it in here, uh, continuing with these kind of media hit pieces just to open up. You've been, the, the claim, the, the latest in, out of the mainstream media has been to claim that you and others are members of the disinformation dozen. I and love I just, that, don't you? I know, I right? That's why. <laughs> we, actually, we, actually, we actually put together a counterpiece on that and Great. put together the disinformation dirty dozen like Fauci and, you know, Gates and all these other people from the CDC, you you know, so yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty interesting. In fact, the little the little caricature they did of me was really cute. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need well, I mean, we need more art in the world to remind people of, of our existence. We are absolutely, here. Absolutely. Draw cartoons. Bring you know. Bring back Ropper Room if you want. We'll, yeah. We'll be guests. Exactly. It's just a lot of hits. It's, it's so fascinating to me because, frankly, everything that I've read that's coming out uh, from from uh, the information that you're putting out has all been sourced by peer-reviewed science. And they're coming out and saying that you're a member of the disinformation doesn't. Have you ever been approached by anyone in the mainstream media or any kind of debate to question you know, where you're getting your information or actually have a conversation about the information you're putting out to show that it's quote-unquote disinformation? Um, have never been approached by the mainstream media until, oh, maybe a few weeks ago, somebody reached out from CNN and I said, no, thank you. Oh, and, wow. and, and so I, it just, I mean, 
I've done a, I've done a lot of media, and I know how distorted and things can be taken out of context. So I said, no, sure. thank you. Um, we did respond to that BBC or BCC or whatever the Canadian thing was, and told them that um, that we weren't going to play. We're going to play ball. It's, it's, it's the Criminal Broadcasting Corporation. Right. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and so, because um, they, what they said, and um, I don't think that we need to defend our right to earn a living. You know, we, we're, uh, we're uh, standing up against multi-trillion dollar organizations that are out to kill all of us. And if I put in, and I put in, you know, I put in over 40,000 hours of time in the last almost 21 years of my life. I do this nonstop. I mean, the, I, I see patients two days a week in the office. And other than that, and sleeping about four hours a night, this is what I do. So I do not apologize for charging for my time for what I do in the products that we put out, because I certainly do thousands and thousands of hours of free information, educational time. So when yeah. we have a, a boot camp that we've put hundreds of hours into to put together or through vaccine U or through the webinar that we just did last week on the 20 mechanisms of injury of the shots and why they could kill you, which I, we want to get into, which yeah, I yeah. don't apologize for charging a fee for my work. And I said to this guy who contacted us, I said, I'm assuming someone pays you well to do what you're doing, right? Right. So funny well, that they guys, use that angle, that they, that they say, you it's know, oh, you guys are making money. It, they don't have anything left but character assassination. They right. can't fight with us on the science. And what you were saying earlier about, has anybody tried to do a debate? We've tried multiple times to say, here's, here's us, us guys. Our, the five doctors, here's us, and put anybody else you want on stage. We don't care. And let's just do it a really high-level thing. Questions in advance. You have time to research them and write them out, moderated professionally, no gotcha questions, no throwing shoes at each other, just here's our information and here's yours. And they, they never show up. They simply don't. They, and there would be... Listen, there would be no requirement on our side to be belligerent, attacking okay. character assassinations, as you say. The right. weight and the merits of the claims that we have made, that we have proved scientifically, we've asked them uh, in, in FOIAs to give us their side. Uh, <clears throat> their answer is their silence. So, or it's a smear, or it's a diminish, but it is never an acknowledgement of the facts. Exactly. So I, I totally and, and, agree. And what I always say is like, if, if I were Anthony Fauci or people of that ilk, wouldn't you just love the opportunity to stand on the same page, stage with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and put the heel of your boot on the back of her neck and publicly <laughs> embarrass her into oblivion? I am dealing with this in therapy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm doing well. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I mean, seriously, I, wouldn't wouldn't they love to just crush us publicly once and for sure. all if they're so right and we're so wrong? And the but fact they, that they, they won't they do it, right? Mm -hmm. That should be a red flag to everyone to really question. Yep. If you're if all you're doing is producing disinformation, then it should be easy to prove. So let's have a conversation about it. But they actually, won't do it. actually, I want to point out that their response, these behavioral patterns, are consistent with somebody who doesn't want to deal with facts. There's no other motivation. These behaviors are denial. I've said a million times, denial's not a river in Egypt. It's an <laughs> ego defense. Like, holy crap, go look it up in the dictionary. The most primitive childhood uh, uh, defense mechanism. We learned this at three or four years old. Did you spill the milk? No, I didn't, mommy. Uh, denial is not a river in Egypt. When people can't respond effectively and, and responsibly 
they got to deal with denial. It's very uncomfortable to be in that position in the first place. That pain is so, so much so they got to shame the other person because shame is very painful, folks. You want out of it as quickly as possible. The best yeah. way is to attribute it to the other person. And that's what we're dealing with right now. So if you guys aren't open to the challenge from anybody out there, we've asked, Dr. Tenpenny has asked, obviously you guys are scared because you don't have the evidence to kick us in the teeth, but we're welcoming it. Yep. And, they, and we've said it up multiple times and um, they never show up. And what I was saying is that their excuses is if we stand on the stage with them and we actually have a debate, then we are giving credence to them right. that there is something worthy of debate. We know the science is done. They lose. We win. They're okay. anti-science conspiracy theorists. We know right. that they're wrong. Okay, prove and, it. Right. Prove and it. they're projecting. They're projecting. Yeah. They're experiencing themselves more in us than in themselves. Good job, exactly. folks. We see the tactics. Screw yeah. your enmeshment and never mind your finger pointing. Go look in the mirror. Start examining the examiner because we're coming. Now, Doug, let's break down. Like Dr. Tenpenny says, we got the science. Yep. Let's delve Let's into it. that a little bit. Here's what you guys, what's going to happen if you decide to take the jab. I got calls from employers. I've seen the letters. I hear what everybody is saying, what you're telling your staff, what you're telling your friends, what you're telling your family members. It's all BS. So let's. we're going to give you the facts because I have evidence on my desk with so many legal cases from you guys out there right now. And what you're telling me is your employer is going to take away your job if you don't participate in this V program. And, but it says on the first page that it's all voluntary. We're going to break down why they're playing that game for you right mm -hmm. now, scientifically, so that you're furnished with these responses. Please listen. Uh, Dr. Tenpenny, well, I think what everybody is thinking about right now is this idea of, of transmission. Some people, I think they mistake it. They call it shedding. Can you explain the difference between the shedding and the transmission? And then how, how big of an issue is this? Because it just, it almost sounds so bizarre that, you know, people who are unvaccinated can be in danger from the people who are vaccinated. And when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, this sounds like a little bit of fear mongering, but I want to know the science. So now that I'm talking to you, can you explain that for our audience? Yeah, shedding has always been historically attached to um, vaccines that are FDA approved and are primarily in the pediatric schedule. Except you, the shedding can also come from the sh from the shingles vaccine, and it's a and what it is is it's an attenuated or weakened virus. And I like to use the chickenpox vaccine for as an example. I mean, you could use rubella, you could use polio, you could use chickenpox, you can use um, shingles, um, some forms of hepatitis A, rotavirus. I mean, there's several that are live virus vaccines. But I like, for the sake of, a, of an example, to use the chickenpox vaccine. So if I get a chickenpox vaccine with weakened or attenuated viruses, and that virus goes inside of me, and at 98.6, some of them reactivate, and they can be shed, literally shed, through breathing or coughing to the next person. And that active chickenpox virus now goes into the person next to me, and it causes chickenpox. Mm-hmm. You don't get polio, you don't get the flu, you don't get the mumps, you get chickenpox because it's a shedding of a live virus that that person contracts that infection. With this uh, product, this shot, first of all, they're not injecting viruses. They're injecting genetic material that makes a spike protein and an antibody. So there's right. no virus, there's no live anything to shed. So it's not shedding, but something is being transmitted. 
because we have thousands and thousands of cases now of people who are unvaccinated and well who are in proximity to people who've had one or more of these shots. And it doesn't even have to be intimate contact. It can just be in the same room. Um, and they are contracting a serious side effects. And so we know something is being transmitted. I suspect it's the spike protein. Some people think it is a form of the messenger RNA. Some people think with the J&J shot, because it's an adenovirus with genetic material on the inside of it, that adenovirus is, is coughing or sneezing and going and, and, and actually inject, uh, injecting that DNA into other people. But the problem is, is with the side effects that people are getting, with even with this transmission, Unlike chickenpox, if I spread and someone gets chickenpox, the people that it, this, is, this is transmitting to, they don't get COVID. They don't get sore throat, fever, cough, shortness of breath. They get right. blood clots. They get, yeah. they get migraine headaches. They get seizures, the bleeding diathesis in all different ages of women. They get swollen and tender testicles, erectile dysfunction in men. They get swollen lymph nodes. So something is being transmitted. As I said, some people think it's, I think it's a spike protein. Some people think it may be part of what's being injected into them. The, the, the actual, the particles themselves. Some people think it's a messenger RNA. Some people have actually even said that they feel it's a combination of these spike proteins have something in their design that they are sensitive to EMFs and 5G. And it's yeah. the 5G EMF that changes the frequency that allows that frequency actually to be shed or transmitted to other people. The bottom line of all of that is we really don't know. We know something mm -hmm. is being transmitted. We don't know yet what it is. We've only been talking about this three weeks. Three weeks ago today is when with the five doctors, when we, the five doctors had our, our big, um, you know, discussion about this because we were seeing, yep. we had 11,000 reports, 11,000 reports of women having abnormal bleeding in all age groups, including a 22 month old infant that was passing blood clots the size of an egg after spending the weekend with grandma and grandpa who had both been injected with these shots. Wow. And so we said, we, we need to talk about this. We need to let people know. So we've only been talking about this three weeks ago today. So it's short. So we don't know yet. And people are asking really specific questions. What is it? What can I do to protect myself? Why is this happening? What can we do to antidote it? There's a lot of smart people working on it. But right now, we don't quite yet have the solution. Yeah. These symptoms that you're talking about, though, the, the blood clotting and the other symptoms, they are uh, symptoms that are caused by the spike protein. That Science does know that, that when the spike protein by itself in the body, even without the coronavirus uh, attached to it, can cause these blood clotting issues in, in a variety of different organs. Yes, and it can do a lot of other things too. Like mm -hmm. for one thing, it can punch holes in the blood-brain barrier and allow the protein to go into the brain. And when it's in the brain, it can cause a, a mutation of the FUS gene. If it mutates that gene, that can lead to early onset ALS. It can also lead to cancer. It can also morph or mot or um, um, it can also uh, um, cause a uh, a mutation mm -hmm. in a protein. That's called the TDP-43 protein, which the name of the protein is not that important. It's just to know that, that when that protein becomes mutated, it can lead to cancer. It can also lead to early onset frontal temporal lobe dementia and deterioration of your brain, where people lose the ability to speak, to read. They lose facial recognition. There's five different forms of that frontal temporal lobe um, 
degeneration of the brain. It can attach to the arteries in the, that go from your heart to your lung, and it can lead to pulmonary artery hypertension, which is uniformly fatal within three years, even under the best of conditions. It can cause cardiomyopathies, primarily because it can attach the mitochondria in the heart, it cause arrhythmias, can cause uh, your swelling of your heart and inflammation, which, cause, which is a cardiomyopathy. Um, it can it can attach to the surface of sperm, and when it attaches to the surface, the ACE receptors on the surface of the sperm, we don't know what it does. We don't know right. if the sperm acts as a carrier of that spike protein and takes right. it to the partner. We don't know if that goes inside of the sperm and mutates the genes. We don't know if it causes the if it kills the mitochondria in the sperm, which makes it immodal, which essentially means that it doesn't move. If it doesn't move, you've got dead yeah. sperm and you're infertile. We also know that the spike protein can bind to the ACE receptors on the ovaries and on the eggs. So if you've got a, a, an ovary with a, with a spike protein and a sperm with a spike protein and they meet, do they even create conception? Right. right. We don't know. And now that we're wanting to move this into 12 and 15-year-old kids, what happens when, when kids are 12? They start to go into puberty. Little girls are supposed to start their periods around that time. Little boys start to develop and go into puberty. We have no longitudinal studies, zero, not even five months worth to yeah. know if this stops girls that are already starting their periods, if it keeps them from, prevents them from ever getting their periods, if it makes little boys, little sperms die. We have no idea, none. And the CDC just approved that yesterday for 11 to 15 year olds. Right. Okay. This is, I was just on. Please excuse me. I was just on a huge Zoom call the other day with uh, the Post, Canada Post staff. Okay. I can't name any names because they're going after some people. Now, I've got five women on that all agreeing that their menstrual cycles have somehow become irregular. Yep. Five is probably like, I mean, we, we had a list on, I believe it was Instagram, that have 11,000 people that had chimed wow. in, in all age groups, like postmenopausal women who started right. having their periods, women who are in their 30s and 40s, whose periods has already been like clockwork, they could set a clock to them. They started bleeding. Several of these women bled so much that they lost two-thirds of their blood volume and had to go to the hospital and be transfused. We've got, as I said, infants and little children that are having bleeding. We've got reports of women saying that they're in the hospital in a war that is this is out of the UK that there are so many women in there bleeding and screaming in pain because of passing these blood clots that are ripping off the inside of their uterine lining yep. I mean this is uh, depopulation 101 and well, I was just gonna say all yeah. of these things that you just mentioned a few moments ago the cancer causing the ALS causing possibilities dementia. in all of this dementia precox absolutely um you know we doug and i did a couple of interviews with the nurses and dr mark mcdonald uh great psychiatrist frontline uh i just talked to him for an hour the other day uh he has be between us we said this is mass delusional psychosis that's what <laughs> that's the term that he invented to describe what's happening today with he's calling all of these, these women events. he's saying these women are having psychosis and that's why they're no, bleeding no no, no the, the no. general public who's ignoring these oh, the general these public. Yeah. got it yeah yeah got it, got it. um all these things that you listed this is what gives reason to suggesting they're trying to kill us yes 
Very much so. I mean, when I started going through and finding out the mechanisms of injury, and that's the ebook that I've created that people can, can get it for $14.95 off of my website, if, of drtenpenny.com, dr, no period, tenpenny.com. Um, it's at the bottom of your screen, folks. Yeah. Yes. And I always say that no period because people put the period in there and then they, they send us a zillion emails <laughs> saying your, your website's down. It's not working. It crashed <laughs> you. Blah, blah, blah. No, you typed it in wrong. So I, you know, I always say that it sounds a little silly, but that's the reason yeah. I say it. So it's drdr10penny.com. And um, I started looking, finding these mechanisms of injury and it was like, Oh wow. Now, Oh, I started with one, two, five, 10, 12, 15. Finally, when I got to 20, I just drew a line in the sand and said, okay, I need to right. get this information out. I need to push this out. And we've grouped them. I've grouped the mechanisms into four categories. And since I've published this, I've found four more actually. Yeah, but we, wow. we, 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 their first category is acute injury, anaphylactic shock and heart attacks. Okay. Sudden onset strokes, bleeding in the brain, acute injuries that you die like right yeah. away. The second category is all those things that we've talked about, about the injuries caused by the spike protein. Because all four of these shots, the, they do it, reach the end game by different mechanisms, but their intent, all of them, is to create a spike protein and an antibody to the spike protein. Right. And we don't even know for sure if the spike protein matches the spike protein on the surface of the virus. It's just a spike protein. So we've got category two is all the injuries caused by the spike protein. Category mm -hmm. number three is the, the injuries caused by the antibodies formed to the spike proteins. We know from a study that was done out of California at the beginning of January, they tested 55 different tissue types and found that those antibodies cross-reacted with 28 of them. So right. 28 different organ systems in your body can be attacked by this antibody and specific antibodies that go to the lungs. And then the fourth category we call, I just kind of lumped together some things about immune suppression. I mean, what this, these things overall do to destroy your immune system. And so those are the 20 of them and they're broken down into those categories. So if this little doctor sitting in her living room at two, you know, pouring through the medical literature in a matter of a three months, it's about 2,000 hours worth of work, actually. Uh, but in about three months, was able to find 20 mechanisms of injury of how this can hurt you, even kill you. Yeah. Don't you think there's probably 10, 20, or 30 more I just haven't found yet? And there's more <laughs> research that's coming out all the time. You, you and, will. You will find. Yeah. We're, I mean, un this is, we're unfolding right now. Totally. This is what's so amazing to me is that it's all in the medical literature. Uh, one of the things I want uh, to, I wanted to ask you specifically about was um, in terms of the antibody injury, because um, from my my own research, I'm most concerned about the, the what they call the antibody-dependent enhancement. And this came up in all the animal trials for all of these vaccines that they've tried in the past yeah. for SARS and MERS and the other respiratory illnesses and other coronaviruses. When they did the animal trials, they came up with this antibody-dependent enhancement, which caused once people got or once the animals got um Re uh, uh, once the the wild type virus was reintroduced into their environment, they got super sick. They went straight into into cytokine storm, and then of course with this uh, vaccine, these mRNA vaccines, they managed to skip the animal trials for this. So it's like what, and nobody in the mainstream is talking about this. I mean, this is huge, right? And this, and there clearly there's. I mean, anyone can look this up. There are peer reviewed studies that show that antibody dependent enhancement happened in the, all these animal trials, and no one in the mainstream media can even ask the question to Dr. Fauci, "Hey, 
what about this issue? <laughs> you know? And so I'm really concerned about what's going to happen next fall when flu season comes this back fall, around this again, coming yeah. this, this coming fall. Uh, and all these people that have been vaccinated, um, you know, clearly we could see a lot of illness from this. We're going to see a massive death from this, mm. you know, because here's, here's the thing, you know, is that, um, I think that the combination, the combination of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Corona shots and the, um, when they, when people get flu shots, mm -hmm. I think that that's going to be a deadly combination. <coughs> Right, we, we um, saw I that with that, from the Defense Department paper last last year. Um, yes, I think that's part of it. <coughs> Excuse me, but I think that you know the coronavirus. Um, I'm sorry, the flu shots because they are grown in eggs, and some of them for the elderly are grown in dog kidney cells. Mm. Dogs and um, chickens are normal carriers of coronaviruses. I mean, they don't cause them to be sick; they just are are, are normal carriers. It's like candida on your skin, right? It's just like a normal symbiont. But that gets in the shot, and if we've been pre-sensitized by these shots, and then you inject another coronavirus, um, it's gonna we're gonna. I think what we're going to see, and I'm not the only one, I've read this in multiple places, is that we're going to see, it, people are going to present like septic shock and they're going to have multi-organ failure. I mean, we've already seen, there was two doctors that died of that already here in the U.S., multi-organ failure. And right. there's this modeling agency, and this is what I was just, was just pulling up while we were talking here, number 32, SAGE. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Sage is the uh, modeling organization for the UK. The best way to explain it, it's sort of like the UK's um, uh, the, the the UK's um, synergy. The same thing of the CDC that's in the UK. Sage is a is a portion of that. They came out with a paper. I believe this was dated April the twenty sixth. Let me read you. Let me read you what it says on. Uh, paragraph number 32 and paragraph number 56. Paragraph number 32 says this, the resurgence in both hospitalizations and deaths is dominated by those who have received two doses of the vaccine comprising about 60 to 70% of the wave respectively. 60 to 70% of people who will be hospitalized or died have received two doses of the vaccine. Wow. I mean, it doesn't get much plainer than that. And then it says, this can be attributed to the high levels of uptake in the most at-risk age groups, such as immunization failures account for more serious illness than unvaccinated individuals, which is, goes to your antibody-dependent enhancement. Yeah. And then if you scroll down to paragraph 56... It says, this shows that most, de most deaths and admissions in the post-roadmap post resurgence are in people who have received two vaccine doses, even without vaccine protection waning or variant emergence that will escape from the vaccines. Therefore, 5% over 50-year-olds who've not been vaccinated and 9.5% and of, the, of people over 50 who have been vaccinated will not be protected against death. <laughs> this, is not, this is not the result of vaccines being ineffective merely by so many receiving the vaccines. 
they're saying, I mean, it, it doesn't get any clearer than that. No, and right. this is the organization that's predicting that there's going to be a COVID resurgence, which I think will come from two things. One is the mutant strains that are being generated in those who've been vaccinated. And second of all, it's fall flu season. 20% of influenza-like illness every single year, year after year after year, is caused by the four common, common varieties of coronavirus. So it's fall. We're going to see it. So it's yeah, going yeah. to be around. So if people have this antibody that they have developed from this shot, and they get exposed to the coronavirus, they get a weak attachment, not a, uh, not the, it doesn't um, completely neutralize the virus. It's weakly attached. It gets pulled into the white blood cells by what they call the Trojan horse phenomenon. Yeah. The, the virus comes free of the antibody and starts to hyper, hyper um, replicate and people end up with worse illness than they would have ever had, had they not been vaccinated in the first place. That's all the research that's been coming out since 2005. That's the ferret study. That's the rabbit study. There's an article that came out in 2012, I believe, that at the end of the article, it says, um, in all of the mammals that we have tested this in, mice, rats, hamsters, um, guinea pigs, ferrets, monkeys, all of them behave the same way. There has not been a, an animal that does not behave this way. So putting, putting it in good English, every animal responds the same, <laughs> including humans. Right. It's, it's just fascinating to me. It, it's amazing to me that mainstream media <laughs> is not bringing this up and that nobody's having a conversation about this. I mean, it's so clear from the scientific literature that this is a huge the issue. Left own, yeah, the left own it. So you're not going to hear anything from them. Right. It's all independent media driving all that data right now. They're not the least yeah. bit interested in these facts or the figures. They want the fiction. So, Dr. Tenpenny, you've got a bunch of stuff going on with courses and and whatnot out there right now, and I totally uh, agree with you. You should not ever apologize for making a dime and a dollar on this stuff. It, I know the amount of time I'm doing 14 hours a day right now, duty on all the legal stuff. It is crazy out there right now what we're dealing with. What in one place are the remedies you guys, your team, is bringing forward right now. You've got the course. What else is happening? And who has challenged what you're doing? Well, no, well nobody really has challenged me yet because it's be like shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, I in this course that I just did, this 20 Mechanisms of Injury webinar that we did last Saturday, um, I mean, people are will get. In fact, I think Michelle posted them today. They'll get a copy of the video. They get the ebook that I wrote. They get the shortened version. It's a two-page version of just the list of the twenty mechanisms of injury. So you can fold that up and take it with you in your in your back pocket or in your purse or whatever. I also created as kind of a bonus the actual uh, those four categories that I talked about. Every single one of the um, of the mainstream medical journals, I actually put it in a, the link right there so you, yeah, right. It, and you can just go down and link to every single one of them and on the course that i did i went through because i always get accused of like taking things out of context so i had my crazy <laughs> over here and i had all of the the mainstream medical journal things in the across the top in the tabs and we just went from article to article to article to article and i had it yellow highlighted and you could just go right to it and read it right to people people were like 
holy cow. It's amazing to see it right there in plain English, just like you were just quoting from, from the Sage paper. Like the, they tell you what's going on. And then when you try to explain it to the general public, they act like you're a crazy person. It's like, I know. And I just, it just never, I really, and I ask everybody, and I'll ask you guys your insight on this too. <clears throat> Cause I ask everybody, why do you think with all this information out there, that, and, and I know there's tons of people who take my information and Dr. Madej's and for all of us, all the five mm -hmm. doctors, they take their information, they go to their friends and family members and colleagues, and they say, look at this, watch this, listen to this. I'm begging you, don't get this shot. And they go, eh, whatever. And they get the shot anyways. Right. I mean, some of it I think is convenience. I, I talked to somebody earlier who said they, everybody wants an easy button, which I kind of like that. A lot of it is that people oh. are addicted to the fear, addicted to it. It's like, why do people yeah. go to like really scary movies? Because you get this adrenaline rushy right. thing. And so they don't want to give it up because they like that adrenaline rushy thing that they're all addicted it's, to. It's absolutely a pathological relationship, clearly. I mean, it's yeah. absolute addiction. Doug, you and I have been doing a lot of work on this in the psychology. Yeah. Of lockdown series yeah we've captured a lot of the of the uh, obvious psych psychological deficits the lack of ability to reason or even to be amendable to any reasoned argument for that matter seems foreign to most of these somnambulists and yeah. we're the seeing fear. <laughs> the fear well, triggers and, people in, and, into and, a subconscious state where they're not using their critical thinking anymore and even when you present them with a solid argument uh, they're not paying attention. I, I'm starting to blame the TV. I mean, just turn off your TV, people, and stop listening to any of that mainstream media news because it's just programming your head with with <laughs> the serious misinformation. And you know, and early, early on, somebody sent early on in this. Somebody sent me a meme that I've used all these this all these many months, and I've it said this. It said, um, "A stop spreading coronavirus. Turn off your TV." Yeah. Stop yeah, spreading corona. Right. Turn off the TV. Click. Hey, listen, you know? I don't know about you, Dr. Tenpenny, but after doing this day in and day out now for 12 months, solid, um, I've, I've kind of like, before I would be very, you know, oh my God, they're arguing with me about some of these facts. And now it's kind of like, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Is, that, yeah. is that where you're at right now? Are you I've there? been like that. I've been like that for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I needed you I, then. Where were you? <laughs> well, I've been doing, you know, exp you know, I'm an expert in problems associated with vaccines, and I've and I've written a couple of books, and I've had articles translated into about eighteen different languages, and and it's um and I and since this started January of 2020, I've done over 460 interviews. Wow. And so it's, and I've written, done, put all of these educational materials together. You know, I've kind of done all this stuff. And so um, it's. Um, Doug, you're only a couple behind. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been like Teflon for a long time because pe and people, like I said earlier, the only thing they have left is character assassination. They can't yeah. argue with the facts. Early on, remember way back in like the early 2000s and stuff, you know, to like 2002 and four. I mean, the way that we disseminated information was like with DVDs, right? Yeah. And so we, we did a lot of DVD productions in the studios and stuff like that. And, and I had a person 
It's kind of a funny story, actually. This person had bought one of my DVDs and it and gone. It was a three-hour presentation. Went through the DVD and they were a hundred percent sure that I had twisted things around and taken things out of out of context. So they went through and pulled every single one of the full articles of all that stuff. And how I knew about this is they made an appointment to see me in my office. They came in as a new patient. Wow. <laughs> for a new patient fee. And the only reason that they were there is they said, you know, I, don't, I really don't want to be established as a patient. I'm really not, there's nothing wrong with me, but I wanted a full hour of your time to just sit and talk to you. And I wanted to tell you what I did. And what they had done is what, you know, they'd taken apart because they were, they were, he was, this guy was so sure I was a fraud and he wanted to publicly just excoriate gate me, you know, right. he said, I pulled every single one of those journal articles. I printed all of them. I saw were in yellow highlighted him and he had this whole stack of stuff and he said and, I, and I'm here because I wanted to in person tell you that I did this and in person I wanted to apologize and what huh. you are doing for uh, for humanity is just amazing don't stop what you're doing because wow. people do need to know this yeah. and that was probably yeah, it was probably around 2004, but it was so dramatic. I've never forgotten it. And yeah. so when so I'm making it like plain, like here's the document with the link. Click here. It'll take you directly to the document I'm using to talk about this, you know. And so I'm, I've made it all as clear and as plain as I possibly can. So the only thing they have left to do is like that, that CBC article. It's character assassination. You know, oh, well, they're charging it's, money for it's, this. It's, oh, it's wow. just a hit. It's a hit. Yeah. And they position it like there's some, you know, uh, well, cynicism, the cynical uh, attitudinal shaming. Shame. What's something wrong here? Yeah. They never <laughs> talk ridiculous. about the science. Exactly. Huh? Well, we've Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Doug. Well, I just, uh, I want to get back to the science real quick because there's one other uh, important, we've touched on it, but the I wanted to talk to you about the, the transmission thing, the antibody dependent enhancement, and but also the fertility issues. Um, yeah. There's this hormone, what are your feelings? I believe it's the Syncton 1 hormone that it's is syncytin. similar. Syncytin. Okay. how they pronounce it, yeah. And Very it's, good. It's a, it's, a, it's a protein. <laughs> it's not a hormone. And, okay. and but what it does is it's important for that protein to um, once an egg and a sperm get together in in in, in a conception and and start to to form after that egg and the sperm get together and usually up in the fallopian tube and so it sort of tumbles through the fallopian tube and gets down into the uterus the syncytin one is responsible for the implantation. And the implantation okay. is what makes it start, gives it blood to, for food and allows that, that zygote to start to do its thing to eventually develop into a baby. Without syncytin 1, there is no fertility. And there has been a couple of reports talking about, talking about that um, the spike protein inhibits that, that spike protein inhibits the syncytin one from doing its thing. Um, of course, as soon as the main, as soon as we started talking about that, the mainstream media was like, no, no, mm -mm, there's no connection there. No, 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 no. Look right. over there. Look over there. Look over there. there. That's it. Destroy. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, in this different direction. So there is, a, so that is an issue with infertility. The fact that the spike protein can bind to the surface of sperm uh, through ACE receptors, that's a big deal. The fact that it can uh, 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 bind to the surface of ovaries, that's a big deal. And the paper that I used for that actually in the conclusion said there's so little research done on this that right. we, you know, we really don't know, but we really super are concerned about it. Um, 
Well, you know, that's what's fascinating to me is that like these points that you bring up oftentimes were called conspiracy theorists, but it's like most of the time or sometimes uh, the evidence is really clear, but sometimes it's just like, this is an issue. Maybe we should be looking into this. Let's do some more studies. And the CDC won't even look into it. And that, I mean, that's another huge red flag. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, clearly this is a potential problem. So shouldn't we learn more? Well, well Fauci, sorry. You, can't, you can't find what you're not looking for. Right. <laughs> well, Fauci's getting slammed right now, I think, somewhere in the Senate over uh, the money that he was given to well, uh, the most, the, the, well, yes, and he's the most highly paid, the most highly paid person in all of government. So what does that yeah. mean, right? Yeah. But, you know, you can't find what you're not looking for, and you're not going to do any research to find something that you might not want to see. Yeah. And, and that's, exactly. you know, that, so that's the way it's been about all these vaccine injuries and all these things forever. You know, there's no money, and any money that goes to researchers that start to uncover these things, their lives, their, their everything gets destroyed. That goes all the way back right. to Betty Eddy and the polio vaccine. You know, they yeah. destroyed that woman and everything that she did there. I mean, Chris Exley Look, is like one of the most incredible aluminum researchers in the world right. out of the UK. And he's in, I mean, he's talking, he's, he said, he's just aluminum, everything, aluminum in the soil and the water and the frogs and all these other things. And then he did the one research study that he got these brains of the, of uh, cadavers of, of people who had autism, who had died and yeah. he got their <laughs> brains to look, to study the aluminum destroyed, you know, his funding goes away. It's, they try right. to take away his credentials in the UK. I mean, everything. It doesn't, you well, know, Chris, Christopher Shaw is the same way. I mean, he yeah. did all this aluminum research. And, you know, Chris Shaw is a Canadian. So, you know, also, they tried to destroy him, you know. And Judy, Judy Mikovits Judy and, and, Simone, and Simone Gold come to mind as yeah. well. I mean, we were talking to uh, yeah. Mark about that the other day. I mean, anybody that has any power against their narrative is to be done away with. Get, getting rid of them is, is to them getting rid of their problem. Well, what is right. that expression? I never get it exactly right, but it goes something like this. Um, Give it. Cutting, cutting out a man's tongue doesn't stop him from speaking. It just proves you don't want to hear what he has to say. Right. You know, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so, so many red flags, right? So Absolutely. many red flags that we're discussing. That's like, why don't they talk about this? Why are they, and they even have the term, they call it wakefielding now, well, right? When well, Doug, doctors get shut down and their funding gets shut down and their credentials yeah. get pulled when, because you're not supposed to look in that direction. Don't look at that. <laughs> We're talking it's about this right now insane. with the rules, the rules that we were dealing with uh, in our show apply to these behaviors. They are manifestations of those rules. Control, of course, yeah. being the first one among all of them. Do everything to control. I always say the more out of control you are, the more controlling you become. And, and certainly that's really what it's about. <laughs> they're way out of control. Exactly. We're living out of control. They want to kill us. We're, they're out of control. Exactly. Well, we've only got a few minutes left, and I, I want to finish, I think, with the idea of informed consent, Dr. Tenpenny, because you've spoken so much about, I mean, at least people should be given this information before they make the choice to, to get the vaccine, right? And it's just amazing that they're not. They're not being taught about the fertility, potential fertility issues or the blood clotting issues. I mean, we're hearing a little bit about that in the mainstream media, um, but but uh, we're not hearing about the antibody dependent enhancement, all of these other problems that you've listed in, in the, uh, in, in the 20 mechanisms of injury. Um, 
And people really need to know this. I mean, this is literally in violation of international law. I mean, doctors are, we just, just recently last week, uh, a group of doctors came together in Canada because the Canadian Health Association is trying to tell doctors they're not even allowed to spread quote unquote disinformation. And the doctors had to come back and say, wait a minute, you know, we swore an oath. <laughs> we have an obligation to inform consent here. We can't just lie for your agenda, um, but it's getting out of control. So, your, inform, yeah. so informed consent, I mean, you know, we forget our history. You know, we don't teach history in, in school anymore. We, you know, and, and people just think, and now they want to completely rewrite history. They, you know, but sure. the Nuremberg trials weren't that long ago. I mean, we're talking no. 60 years ago. And, you know, people were hung and put to death over not so much about the heinous things that they did to people under human experimentation. But the one of the German doctors was put to death just because he oversaw what the other doctors did, because, and he did not offer people informed consent. That's right. And that's where the informed consent rules all came from. We're out of Nuremberg. You, Nuremberg, out of code, Nuremberg. Yeah. you could not do human experimentation without fully informed consent, and informed consent implies that you have the right to refuse. You know, and, and so with the, so now taking away exemption rights and making it mandatory to get on an airplane or mandatory to keep your job or something like that, that is not informed consent because you don't have a right to refuse. So oppression and, uh, and communism, it's exactly. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Control. And it's amazing how few people are concerned. Like there's a reason why the Nuremberg code was written, right? I mean, I keep yeah. telling Hello. people this, like there's a reason for these laws. Um, I have a client. The reason why people's, Sorry, well, people's healthcare history is, is personal information. And now everybody's expected to tell people, well, have you got the vaccine or not? So it's, we're definitely turning a corner to a, a seriously into a, a type of medical tyranny that is very, very dangerous. And so I hope people are paying attention. <sighs> yeah. If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeating it. Period. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. I mean, holy jumping. If you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. <laughs> well, absolutely. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> you may know where you're going, but it may not be the best endpoint that yeah. you want to achieve. <laughs> yeah, right. This is absolutely true. Well, so um, and I'm going to have to jump here, guys. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we just want to give you uh, an opportunity to let people know where they can find more of your work. Um, everything has been bundled under the umbrella of drtenpenny.com. So just dr tenpenny, just like it sounds, T-E-N-P-E-N-N-Y. There you can find. Um, my podcast, you know, the Tenpenny Files, links to the podcast, the Tenpenny Files, links to our boot camp, links to Vaccine U that has our COVID series. Our COVID series talks about, I did an entire series on things on like the fraud of the PCR test, the myth of the mask, the social distancing, contact tracing. You can find all of those courses there for free. Those are for free because we just want to get the information out there. So go there. Uh, and while you're at uh, drtenpenny.com, please sign up for our email list because we want to stay yeah. in touch with you sounds great and george you want to let people know about the line international as always media at the line international.com hit us up on at the line media twitter at the line canada get us on facebook and of course instagram as usual 
And my name is Doug McKenty. I am the host of the weekly podcast, The Shift with Doug McKenty. Uh, you can find all of my work, including uh, this episode, Behind the Line, uh, the other show that I do, the Psychology of Lockdown series, uh, and all of the uh, hundreds of podcasts that I've done in the past at www.theshiftnow.com. And uh, as with Dr. Tenpenny, please sign up for the email list. That's the best way to stay in touch. You can find me under The Shift with Doug McKenty on a lot of social media sites. Uh, I'm on Facebook, just under Doug McKenty. So thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, Dr. Tenpenny, for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, Dr. Tenpenny. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care, guys. Stay in touch. Yep. Take care. You, you bet. Take care. Thanks.